Guides in the Gulf. Get set up here. I'm back to being nervous again, mate. <laughs> back to being nervous again. <laughs> oh, well, look, this is a whole brand new setup. Mostly. This fancy new desk. <laughs> yeah, well, we've got uh, we've got lots of channels to play with, and we should have some some good quality audio now. Hopefully, I can I can hear you anyway. Yeah, same. At least, <laughs> at least we can talk to each other and have a few beers anyway. Mm. So you got a bit of a list to go through there, mate. Oh, I got a couple of things on, mate. How good was the last podcast with the Mad Mullet, though? Crazy, mate. Crazy. <laughs> It's always good with mullet involved, though. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a character. He actually just stopped in uh, maybe 10 minutes ago. He came in here and had a beer with us while it was setting up. And it was, uh, yeah, good to catch up with him again. Keen to do another one already, I think. He I is, think. he is. So, uh, no, it was, uh, no, that was a real good bloody, uh, real good episode. Bloody heaps of likes and uh, and that on, or heaps of views on uh, YouTube and that. Yeah. As usually happens with mullet. Yeah. Fan favourite. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, so you just got back from down. Today, yeah, mate. This morning. Yeah. Again. Yeah, again. Yeah, hopefully uh, here for probably three weeks this trip. Get out there, do a bit of fishing. I reckon I'm going to chuck some crab pots in at some stage this trip as well. I haven't caught any crabs in a long time since last year, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty quiet though. There's not many around? No, no. One of the boys started, or a couple of the boys started back and they pulled up again already because it's just we haven't had that rain. We, like we spoke about it heaps. We got early rain. Which is pretty good, and we've had our average rainfall, but the water temp's still really high, and that so they'll come in, but it's just at the moment it's just a bit quiet still. And that fresh water, like they won't be up in the fresh at all, so you have to you'd have to go right out the front, right down the mouth, yeah, yeah. yeah. Although the the river hasn't been up much either, so there's not a lot of fresh water coming down. So if you go to like down the Crooked or something like that, there's I don't think there'd be any fresh water at the front there anyway. Yeah, okay. But it is dirty water out there though. That's the problem. Like. As you know, when we went out the other day, you know, the water's just dirty at the front because it's been rough out, outside and that yeah. as well. So, but yeah, heaps of rain around, but we've all just, we've just sort of missed all of it. So, yeah. Well, speaking of rough, last week when we were, went, oh, well, how, two weeks ago when I was here, we had a bit of an adventure out to the islands, <laughs> which we, we didn't really want to go on, but it, oh, and it was good fun in the end. In the end, it was, yeah. Probably the, the quickest trip to, to the islands ever. Yeah, well, it was about three-hour turnaround, I reckon, from, yeah. from the boat ramp to boat ramp and out to Weeby and um, North Island and then um, So tell yeah, us fr- from the start, where what did you first hear about? Like, tell, let's well, I knew Brett, Brett had gone out to the island. Um, I know he brought some stuff back for because he's gone solar out there now. He's gone green. He's got all solar set up and everything like that. And I think he just brought back some batteries or something like that that he was going to swap out, put some new batteries or something like that. And uh, he wanted to get that done. So he went out there with a couple other guys, Leah and Grub from here, who'd um, been out there caretaking a little bit for him. And, um, yeah, they'd gone out and we had a few storms and that overnight. And I think the first night or second night he was there with real high tides and big storm rolled through, big waves breaking on the beach there and it just lifted his boat like three metres up, <laughs> three metres, four metres up above the high tide mark or normal high tide mark and... Put it up on the bank, and then he just there was just no way they could have could have moved it. You know, it's probably a ton and a half, two ton of boat. So yeah, and and it ended up being sort of dug into the sand at the back as well. You could see like when when, yeah. when we eventually did get there, I, I I sort of put my back under it and tried. It would not move even a millimeter. It, mm. was, it was wedged in there. Oh yeah, she was heavy. Yeah, and yeah, nose down sort of thing in the sand as well. So probably would have had a bit of rain in it from the um, uh, storm as well, not being able to drain out the draining deck. So so yeah, so Brett called me and just said, hey, if you 
keen to come out for a night or something, um, bring some rope and, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, give us a hand, mate. We're, uh, we're high and dry. So I spoke to you about it and then we looked at the weather and it was just atrocious, like, you know, 30 knots plus pretty yeah. much all day, every day. For three or four days. Yeah. It's man. the worst weather I've seen forecast without it being a cyclone. Yeah, it was consistently bad every day. And, yeah. I mean, it's been the whole month of January pretty much was, like, windy. Like, we didn't get any really good days for ages there. Even though we weren't getting storms every day, there was, like, yeah, it was just, I don't know, it was just the northerlies were blowing in and just, yeah, making everything rough pretty much from, yeah, the mouth of the river all the way all the way out. So, um, um, yeah, so we, well, I'd said to him, look, you've got plenty of food and stuff. He said, yeah, no, we're, we're right for several days, but... When you when you're keen to come out, yeah. um, can you come out and give us a hand? So we um, yeah got the boat organised and stuff, but just yeah with the weather being crap, we just said oh, look we'll just wait a few days and as soon as we get a break in the weather, then we'll come for a quick run out there. Yeah. So to give people context, the weather was bad enough that if we did go out, we'd be potentially putting ourselves at risk. Oh, certainly you know, to like go it, rescue you'd, them. You'd be yeah, it'd be bloody <clears> rough. It'd be a very slow long trip to get out there. It'd be bloody rough, even going. The long way around, so you're sort of in shelter of Centre Island if you went out the MacArthur and out that way, but you still would have been sort of man against the sea. Yeah, would have been very, very rough and yeah, not comfortable at all. And yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah, possible to do it. And if it was an emergency, you'd just go and do it. You know, if they had no food or anything like that, and were you know proper in a bad way, then you just run out there and um, and uh, go and see them. But yeah, given that they had plenty of stuff there and they weren't stressed too much about getting back in the next day or anything so it was just yeah we'll just go out when it's when the weather's good so we ended up yeah, leaving it a few days and then um, got a break in the weather so got organised and loaded up some some stuff and yeah so we packed supplies. up re- ready to stay the night as well because we were that night it was a 9.30pm high tide yeah and our anticipation or our, what we anticipated happening was we'd have to wait for the high tide and yep. then use use your boat to help get their boat off yeah yeah that's what we sort of yeah Thought we'd be doing is nighttime sort of yeah work. Get there, have a few beers, whatever. Get everything organised, and then wait till the high tide before we could actually drag the boat back in. But um, as it turns out, when we got there, sort of had a look at it. And thought, Jesus, you know, we can get pretty close to it um, with the water as it as it where it was at already. Yeah. We're sitting just on the top of this little little bank. Yeah, so it, was, it was on the sort of on the on the you know, yeah. downward angle as well down the hill. So yeah. it was pretty much like if we can spin it around, if we can get the nose pointing in the right direction. Should be able to get got it moving. Gravity on our side, yeah. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, well, I never even got out of the boat. I dropped, we, we, we drove in and I dropped you off and um, said, right, I must chuck this rope on there and um, I'll just give it a bit of a pull real quick and just see if it if it moves at all. Yeah, we and yeah, have spin a look. it around at first, yeah. And, um, yeah, give it, a, give it a bit and it just spun straight around pretty much, yeah. like pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> through Leah. Yeah, poor old Leah. Oh. <laughs> Trying to get out of the room and ass up in the sand and... <laughs> <laughs> Poor bugger. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Leary Grubb were there helping. Brett was um, up the house doing something and um, that's how quick – we didn't even see Brett. No, that's that's right. how quick it was. So we hooked the rope up, dragged it around. And I'm like, well, right, I busted. Well, we ended up snapping the rope once it spun around but yeah. got it retied. I said, look, we'll, we'll get this in the water and we'll, we'll just send it straight back because the house was empty at home here except I had the dog there. So I was like, oh, it would be easier if I just get back home tonight. And, and the pub was open as well. I think it was a Friday night. So, yeah. Uh, pub was open, so like, all right, let's get amongst it. Yeah, so race time. Yeah, so got it into the water and away so, we went. So from base to base, it was yeah, three hours to North oh. Island and back. 
And it was, a bit, it was a rough trip going out there. I mean, it wasn't terrible, but it was definitely wasn't glass. Yeah, for me, like, I, I had to sit down the back at, at, at the front of the crab boat because your your helm position's at the front, like going up and down. My back was not coping. So, yeah, sitting down the back, I, I didn't even have to hold on. It was It was very, very comfortable. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit rough going out. But hmm. having said that, when we came back, we were going with the wind yeah. and with the tide and... So and we came the same way, you know, via the MacArthur on the way home. So we yeah, following sea and it was it was good, you know. We sat on sort of fifty five, sixty K an hour pretty much the whole way back into the river and it was actually ended up being a really good really good run back. It was yeah. quite enjoyable. And got back in time just for happy hour. It was still daylight. Yeah, it was still <laughs> yeah, still daylight when we got back to the boat ramp, which we anticipated not even getting started on pulling the boat into the water until eight o'clock at night or something. Yeah. So So now I was pretty pretty lucky and yeah. they were happy to see us and that he uh, happy to get floating again. Yeah, so, no, it was uh, a good good mission complete. Brett was surprised when he came up for the bottom house and he realised the boat was floating, but <laughs> but he didn't see us, didn't even know we were there. So, so he was wondering what the hell had gone on in his absence. But um, no, it was good to get that done for him. So they ended up staying out there another another day or two, I think, after that, yeah. and um, and then yeah, came back in. So which was good. Um, yeah. So uh, what else have we done, mate? Uh, I went for a fish the other afternoon, Froggy and Shredder, our other mates here. Oh, yeah. Um, they went to Darwin as well. And then when they came back from Darwin, Shredder actually bought another boat. So um, he's been looking for a boat for a while. So I ended up coming back with a nice sort of five and a half, about five and a half metre tinny. Yeah, okay. And, um, yeah, he wanted to take it for a run. So um, And he hadn't had it in the water yet. So uh said, oh, I'll take your boat for a run then, mate. Well, I'll jump in mine and go, you know, follow me down. You can put a track in, make some marks with the rock bars and stuff are and we get out in the mouth somewhere and have a bit of a fish and then um, come back. So that was a good run. Um, no dramas with the with the boat? No, no, it ran, ran like a dream, oh, mate. Awesome. No, it was all good. Him and Froggy went in his boat and, um, yeah, I went in mine. But, yeah, I think well, about halfway down the Carrington there, come down, there's a bloody wallaby in the middle of, in the, middle oh, of the river. Oh, yeah, you sent ne- me the video. N- nearly drowned the poor fella. <laughs> bloody, um, I come down the river, I thought, geez, there's a big croc or something there come, going across the river and then I got a bit close and then... All I could see was, uh, as I got close, all I could see was just the top of its head. And I thought, geez, oh, it's a big python or something. I look like a, like a real big olive python or something swimming across the river. Yeah. Because all you could see was just the, the head of it. And then as I got up, you know, within sort of 10 metres, I thought, oh, no, it's a bloody wallaby. And he was nearly exhausted, like just, just keeping his head out of the water. I thought, geez, you're not, not going to last long in here, mate. <laughs> so um, I, uh, I grabbed him by the tail and lifted him up into the, <laughs> into the boat and that worked out he was, I think what had happened was... He, he was, I think, might have been blind or mostly blind because he had like real bad, like cataract sort of things on oh, his eyes, wow. like, like real, you know, they go milky and stuff. Yeah. So, like, you know, when you get an old dog or something like that, you see yep. the same sort of thing. So, um, yeah, when I seen that, I thought, oh, no, he's probably started swimming across the river and then he can't see the bank on the other side. So he's just swimming in circles and <laughs> right in the worst possible spot, too, oh. right where that real big croc lives yeah. there. Um, well, a couple of real big crocs there. So, um, yeah, I lifted him up into the boat and, um, uh, Drive, drive towards the bank and, um, yeah, he um, jumped out straight over the, over the side of the boat. So oh, I had to go, you had put him in, he just jumped yeah, straight out. So I had to go catch him again, <laughs> lift him back up, up into the boat again and he was big wallaby too, like he would have been bloody 30 kilo or something. <laughs> I got him back in the boat, I held onto his tail until I got right to the bank and then I lifted him out and put him on the bank. Then he ran down the, jumped down the bank about 50 metres and then jumped straight back into the river and started <laughs> swimming across again. So I went and grabbed him a third time and took him back to the bank and then he, then he got away, so... So, yeah, that was interesting. And then, um, yeah, went down to the mouth and had a bit of a look around, just showed um, 
showed Shredder a couple of shortcuts and where to look out for some rocks and that and some <laughs> some little spots where you got to be careful because um, I know he's been down there a couple of times and he went down there with a couple other boys and bloody uh, hit some rocks there and, and yeah. when somebody else was driving another boat one time so showed him where where to go and where not to go and what tides to go there and yeah went out the mouth and end up um, uh, got a barra down down the front there only one small one yeah but windy yeah just real real windy so um, it's hard to get out of the wind and really dirty the water up so it was a bit hard trying to trying to get onto a fish but same thing mate the pub was open so we ended up uh, turning around and sending, <laughs> sending it back home and yeah but he um yeah so what did you get up to in Darwin, mate oh mate apart from getting all this new flash yeah going around spending money or spending your money <laughs> <laughs> it's always better spending someone else's money um yeah i spent most of my time on the computer while i was there spent obviously a bit of time with the with the kids but yeah. Um, yeah, work. I edited and published two episodes while I was there. So that was the oh, the Golden Snapper Catch and Cook episode where I got that massive my Dewey. P- PB Dewey. We didn't uh, talk about it in the last thing, did we? No, because I reckon I videoed that the day before, two days before I left. No, it was the same day we filmed uh, with uh, Mullet, that episode. Yeah, it was, oh, that, it was that day. That's why you see me sitting, I was sitting here. That when I looked, um, edited that episode, I could see myself just sitting there being all fidgety and wiping <laughs> my top, face. But I, was just, I was just sweating and yeah, I'd be in the sun all day and <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So we hadn't talked about that. Yeah, so the yeah out at I'll just yeah Crocodile Point is where where I fished. Yeah, and not, that, not, at West Island. Yeah, not giving any secret spots away there. It's, so uh, an enormous area there. Um, so yeah. um, you went, um, yeah, because, I mean, we were going to go together and then I'd, I had to go to town for something. I was doing something. I had to get, do the yeah. freight or something like that. Or You had to pick up your big TV. That, oh, was that, was that that day? <laughs> I think it was. was oh, it I, was that day, Because yeah. when I got home, you'd already put it on the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's by right. yourself. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, geez, that was a mission too. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we were going to go out together and then I, I messaged and said, oh, look, Russ, I can't go tomorrow. I've um, had to go into town, pick up some freight. And the mail for um, the club. Pick up the, yeah, the mail for, for the fishing club and then because um, obviously Mish obviously normally runs in and does all the mail and everything like that and but um, the road had been a bit wet. So, um, yeah, rather than her driving the two-wheel drive car and I said I'll take my Toyota in anyway. So I'll just pick up the mail and, and um, yeah, pick up some beers and that for some people and the rest of the freight, so which my old man usually does, but he was away in down, I think, when that happened maybe. Yeah, I reckon. Something like anyway, something something like that. So anyway, yeah, you went you went fishing and then I went and uh, picked up my TV, brought it out, lugged it up the stairs solo, which <laughs> took me about an hour. So, um, yeah, yeah it weighs about bloody 70 or 80 kilos, mate. Uh, uh, your house is like a, a, a movie theatre now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big TV, eh? It's large. I didn't even pick it. I, I, I picked a smaller one than Kate wanted that one. So, because um, we had a Sony, like it was well, allegedly a good TV, Sony Bravia or something before, which was a pretty big TV too. And... Um, yeah, it was well, it was alright, but then yeah, it blew up within twelve months of having it, and then so we sent it back for warranty, then got it back again, and then um, I got that extended warranty, so then it blew up, yeah, yeah, second time, so then part of that extended warranty is they're supposed to send somebody out to pick it up. That's the only reason I got it because I'm like, mate, we live out in the middle of nowhere. If it breaks, like it's a long way to bring it back into Darwin. He's like, no, 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 don't worry about it. They'll send a courier out <laughs> if, they, if the courier right is, if the courier is too much, then. They'll just replace it. And I'm like, oh, that sounds good enough for me. And yeah, spoke to them about it when it broke, and they're like, oh, no, 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 mate, no, you're gonna have to bring it in. No. So, um, so I ended up having to take it to Darwin, which was a pain as it was because obviously I didn't hadn't kept the box for three years. So, no. 
Um, so I didn't have a box or anything to put it in. So I'm like, well, if it wasn't broken when I, when I took it off the wall, mate, she's definitely broken now. She's been sitting in the back of the Toyota for 1,000 Ks. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, went in and then got credited, though, for another one. So went and, um, went went inside and had a look at them. Yeah, picked one out and then Kate said, no, nah, not that one, different one. I want that one over there. That one's got better colour or something. It ended up being... $1,000 more. <laughs> yeah, about $1,000 more, yeah, yeah. And, and the third the size bigger again. Oh, crikey. But, uh, but yeah, turned up. And when it turned up here on the truck, because obviously the road's bloody fairly wet, so um, on the, it had obviously been somewhere in the truck where water was getting in because the whole bottom of the box, about the bottom three out of the middle of the box was wet and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Just paid a fortune for this bloody uh, TV and now uh, it looks like it's going to be broken before I even get it home. But, yeah, took it up the stairs, which took me forever, and then lifted it up onto the wall bracket. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I should have waited for you to get back. But yeah. but, um, but that's good because we're going to watch the uh, – what do we got to watch first, mate? Super Bowl this weekend. Oh, is it this weekend? Yeah, it's this weekend, yeah. So we're going to have a Super Bowl party. Oh, I'm excited. We, do you know what day it's on? I'm guessing it's going to be Sunday. I think it's on Saturday night. I think it's Bear Saturday time. night in Vegas. So it, that, that'll be um, Sunday morning here, yeah, I okay. reckon. I'm pretty sure, yeah. Some, something like that anyway. We'll work it out. Yeah, well, no, it's only Thursday, so we've got a couple of days to work it out, mate. Kick the girls out of the house for a day because obviously Kate got back with her sister yesterday, last night. So um, so we'll kick them out for the morning and, and uh, get amongst it. We'll have a Super Bowl party, mate. Not that I know anything about... Uh, Super Bowl, but I just I just really want to see if Taylor Swift turns oh, up. Mate. I was going to make a Taylor Swift joke. <laughs> just want to see if the, uh, throw one in there for the Swifties. Uh, oh crikey! Yeah, so uh, no, just uh, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see if she makes it back from Japan in time, mate. Uh, so uh, no, no, we're going to watch that because we're actually going to it's at Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, so I'm going to be there in two weeks' time. So um, or three weeks' time for the NRL. Is it that so, soon? Yeah. Geez, that's crept up on us. Yeah. Mm. Well, we're going to have to pre-record a few podcasts, eh? Yeah, mate, yeah. yeah. I'll only be gone for about three weeks now, so... I was planning on being away for a bit longer because I was going to pick up that Toyota and drive it back, but it doesn't yep. look like it's going to be ready now, so... Yeah, okay. So that'll be, um, that'll be another mission later on in the year. Yeah. So another, about a month further down the track. Well, you know, maybe I'll be, sit here by myself and do a podcast. I'll play with all the sound effects. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's, <laughs> that's what it'll sound like, mate. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so uh, I'll, when we come back, I'll just come probably straight back here and then we're going down for the podcast royal. You did book your tickets. We've I, talked about that. You've I, booked your tickets I now. I have actually booked my tickets now, yep. Yep, and you've got a tent somewhere you're staying at. <laughs> yeah, it might as well be. Far out, it's expensive. <laughs> yeah, well, I booked mine a fair while ago, yeah. so it probably wasn't so bad. Yeah, but, um, I looked at, yeah I'm staying at a, a slum uh, <laughs> just out the back of Southport uh, <laughs> on Saturday. <laughs> Under a bridge somewhere. Yeah, yeah, no. I, I'd said you could camp on my couch, yeah. mate. Yeah, I read the I read the reviews of the place, and people were people were like, "Oh, it's run down, it's smelly, it's all this and that." One star. And I'm like, "Oh, look, I can deal with smelly and <laughs> whatever." Like, yeah, as long as it's got a bed and aircon, I'll I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see what happens around then. But the new plan might be might be it's a fair way away still. So what's that? That's in April. So yeah, just after Anzac Day. Just after Anzac Day. So it's that weekend. It's the last weekend in April. So the plan was we booked flights to fly down on the Friday and then fly back on the Monday, I think. that's That was what the plan was. Yeah. Now, because I'm going to have to pick the Toyota up um, and I've got a boat coming as well, I've got another boat coming. So hopefully pick that up that same weekend 
Oh, directly after that weekend and then drive home. But we might do it via the... If you get a leave pass long enough, mate. I <laughs> know <laughs> oh, you, you, you got kids and stuff oh to, my to worry about. So. It was hard enough getting this part over the line. <laughs> <laughs> now you want me to stay longer for, to go fishing on the way home? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's <laughs> if we go, go the coastal road, they've got a... Uh, I don't know, it's like the, I think like one of the biggest fishing comps in Australia, if not the biggest fishing comp in Australia, like family fishing comp um, up at like, I think it's like Tannum Boyne Hookup or something, I think it's called, like Tannum Sands maybe, Boyne Island, like up um, central Queensland. Yeah, right. So um, I had a quick, very quick look like at it Like how today. far up, like Rockhampton-ish or further south? No, I think it's... Like think 1770, it's, Agnes Waters-ish? Yeah, Agnes, Agnes Waters, oh, right I think, yeah. around that area. Okay, yeah. cool. I don't know. I'm not, not that good with that area, mate. Yeah, right, yeah. But every time yeah, I've right. usually come home, I, I go like the central way, like yeah. through Toowoomba, Roma, yeah. um, up to Longridge that way. Or sometimes I might go like from Brisbane to Rocky and then Rocky across to Emerald, Emerald yeah. across that way. But I've, I yeah, haven't been around that way too many times, so um, I don't really know the geography that well, but... But it's on the way. I mean, it's it's north, <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the, the general right direction for a little while. So, um, which but that's the following weekend. So, um, and when I pick the Toyota up, I've got there's some things I've got to do for a few days there, like organise, you know, the um, rego and all that sort of stuff. And then there's some um, testing and stuff that needs to be done and all that sort of stuff on on the um, second stage manufacturing stuff needs to be completed. So that'll take a couple of days. And then, yeah, I thought if we send it from there, pick the boat up, same thing, have to deal with some stuff with the boat. And then, yeah, might make it might make it there for that weekend or something. <laughs> and um, go win us some fishing comp. <laughs> Sounds all right. What do, what, do you know anything about the fishing comp? Like, is it? Uh, nothing, mate. Yeah, okay. No, I looked it on. And, um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. It's better not to know, mate. Yeah. I, I just know it's that next weekend. Yeah. So, no, the only reason I, I um, even heard about it was because... Um, um, listen to the Alpha Blokes. Now they, they were talking about it because obviously that's what we're going down there for is that um, podcast Royale, which is their their their, um, their company's bloody uh, uh, event that weekend. Yeah. Alpha Events, the company, uh, you know, that's their um, event that weekend in, at the Gold Coast. And then they're, they're talking about being there for that that weekend. So when they mentioned it a couple of times, so um, so I thought, yeah, I'll just have a quick look at it up. And then, oh, geez, that's the following weekend. I reckon we could we could make this work. <laughs> so instead of spending a week down there and then um, in Brisbane when I get back from Vegas, I can just fly straight back to Darwin, get back into work, and then do an extra week on, at that time. You know what I mean? So because I was planning on flying back from Vegas and then doing a few days in Sydney and then up to Brisbane for a week or so and then doing CMC Rocks and everything, which I've got tickets and accommodation and everything oh, for that. Oh yeah, and you. Sydney, yeah, you were going to go see Theo Vaughan. I'll still as well. do that. Yeah, okay. Because that's only Good. the next day. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I'll fly into, fly into Melbourne and then get on a plane straight from Melbourne to Sydney and then spend two days in Sydney. And then I've got a couple of things in, in Sydney. So Chris Young and um, Theo Vaughan. So on the two days. And then, yes, um, seafood market. And then, yeah, and then I, instead of flying up to Brisbane and spending a week up there and organising the car and everything then and doing CMC Rocks. I'll just uh, jump on a plane from Sydney, fly straight back to Darwin from there and then, yeah, get back into work. So I'll, I'll save myself about, yeah, 10 days, 12 days or something there. That means that when we go down later on, I'll probably, yeah, I'll just have them 10, 12 days then extra instead of doing just the quick weekend and kept flying straight back and getting back into it. So Yeah, Roger. What do you reckon, mate? It's plausible. Plausible. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, um, what else been going on, mate? Um, I just see 
lately uh, not to get into any of the politics of anything, but I see um, there's been a fair bit of noise about the commercial barra fishing industry in the territory yeah. last um, last week or so. Yeah, I've heard a thing on the ABC, the CEO of Affant. Yeah, David Trevolo. Yeah, he was uh, – I just need you to say his surname for me. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he was uh, interviewed on the ABC and, yeah, they were, they had, were talking about, yeah, the commercial uh, – Barramundi fishing, where certain areas have been closed off, and they barra fishermen can't fish in certain areas. So now they're looking for other places to fish, and uh, some recreational fishermen are worried that they're going to have um, like yeah, commercial barra fishermen in the, at the mouth of their favourite river and stuff yeah. like that. So yeah, you can certainly see that there's people are worried about it. So I have no idea what sort of outcomes can come of it, or what there's no real. Someone's going to suffer out of this, whether it's the the commercial guys or the rec, rec guys. Yeah, it's, it's not going to work out well for for someone. <laughs> you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah. So I think yeah, part of the problem I think is the um, restrictions uh, have been put in place for commercial net fishers in some areas um, where they've previously been allowed to uh, net or fish commercially in in um, Aboriginal waters or you know waters overlying Aboriginal land. And there's been issues around that with um, access being uh, restricted now or closed off in places. I think um, it may not be 100% correct. I think around Buckingham Bay and stuff, so like uh, west of Nullumboy, up around Gapawiak, Lake okay. Bella area. I think up around there there's been some closures and stuff, which I think there's been a fair bit of commercial effort there before, uh, previously. Um, so now that they can't work there, they have to work somewhere. So I think yeah. they're – and the concern is that they're going to probably um, focus on other areas where they can work, which um, is going to put them in, into close contact with recreational fishers and the – I suppose so AFANT, so, which is the Amateur Fishermen's Association of the Northern Territory, I suppose their, um, their, you know, their constituents are all rec fish shows yeah. and, and, and they want to maintain that the Northern Territory is being like the premier – place to go for barramundi fishing and if you've got you know people flying up doing tours and things like that and you know hiring boats or whatever and going out and doing um you know barra fishing you, yeah. you don't want them interacting with uh, commercial fishermen yeah, and, well, and nets and things like well, that they so. want they want those people to have the best chance possible of catching some, yeah. some big barra you know mm. and if if that area has been heavily fished by commercial guys that might be harder to do yeah. Potentially, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I think that's where that's where the AFAN's coming from. But um, it'd be interesting to see how it all pans out, though. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, you know, at the end of the day, the government needs to needs to work it out, you know. They, yeah. You know, they put these things in place. and we, uh, It's a few years back now, but we had to, uh, a commercial fishing boat that was sort of local to here, just a little bit to the east of here. Yeah. Um, and you, you knew the people that operated it? Yeah, yeah. They, so they used to come across from um, the Andre D or Andrew, Andrew D. It was the vessel. Yeah. Um, yeah, they used to come across from Queensland, from Corumba, and um, they was just a husband and wife team, but they were really, really good operators, like very, very good, well-known good operators. Yeah. And they used to fish um, because there's closure lines around King Ash Bay, so you can't – you could never – well, for a long time you haven't been able to net from um, I think Sharker Point through to uh, the bottom of Centre Island maybe. Uh don't quite be on that. No, it might, might have been Southwest Island. So I think you could start fishing again once you got um, down to Mule Creek maybe. I think you could fish at Mule Creek and then and then west of Mule Creek, so past Bing Bong and then up that way. But you couldn't fish basically at the mouth of the, like in the Delta area, anywhere in the Delta yeah, sort okay. of area. So they didn't fish here 
like around very close to Kingash Bay, but just to the east of us, over towards the Wirin, um and in that Salt Bay area. I think they used to fish there a bit and potentially further east again, like Fatfella Creek and places like that. I think they used to net out there a bit. Um, but, yeah, they're really, really good people and, you know, avid um, wreck fish shows as well as commercial fishers, you know, um, sort of like most of us here that do crabbing, you know, the keen wreck fishers as well as commercial. So, um, so they were very... Um, you know, environmentally, you know, conscious of, of you know, what was going on and yeah. that. and But really good product, very highly sought after product, you know, really, really good wild caught barra, um, you know, very, very good product. Like good, good setup, you know, with uh, real, bo- you know, net real boat and stuff like that and yeah. snap freezing stuff, shatter packs, you know, you get a five kilo box of barra fillets and we used to get it for the shop in town um, off them and then sell, um, you know. Well, we used to buy it off you. My wife and I, Jazz and I, we used to run the kitchen at King Ash Bay for two and a half or three and a half years. I can't remember. It was back in 2013 we started. Mm. And, yeah, there was we didn't we didn't always have it on the menu, but when we did have Barra on the menu, we bought it from you guys. Yeah. Who, who you bought it from from them. So it was a local product. Like it, was, it was, yeah, local, local caught Barra. Wild caught. Yeah, and it yeah. Was, it's the best stuff. Like yeah. it was it was as good as going out and catching Barra yourself, filling it yourself yeah. and looking after it really well. It was as, as good as that. It was as, as good as you could get. Um, unfortunately, they, them guys, I think they've retired now. They don't do it anymore, so we don't have any pro um, barra fishermen here, I think, until maybe the Roper or something maybe has has yeah. some pro guys up there. I'm not sure. Uh, but, yeah, we don't have any any around here Yeah. Um, anymore. Yeah. So as a positive, it means well, we don't have any people taking bulk fish out yeah. of the system. But then as a negative, we, we don't. If, we don't have that product anymore yeah, either. Because you can't, like the kitchen here, we, they can't just go fishing and then sell it in the kitchen, you know. No, and, and you would know have running the kitchen here for several years um, and you hear it like last year, especially with newer people coming in and more people coming into the area, one of the most common asked questions I get is, oh, you run the place, how come you don't get the people in the kitchen to get fresh local barra? Yeah. I'm like, mate, yeah, You have no, to buy it from a licence. You know, you, you yeah. can't just catch it from the river and put it in there. You have yeah. to have, have it bite from a, a um, an actual supplier. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, no one fishes here. So, uh, and if you do get it um, from one of the other commercial operators in the territory, because there's not that many of them anymore um, that actually do commercial barra fishing, um, wild caught barra is very hard to come by and expensive. You know. Yeah. So for for us, it's probably not our. Although we run a um, a really good uh, kitchen and things like that, it's more like a uh, how would you describe it? Like a like pub style meals. Yeah. Whereas the if you're getting wild caught barra, that's more of like a niche thing, like for a, a fancy restaurant sort of thing. Like the the price point's got to be really high yeah. for you to just to break even. So for us here to sell it to people who are retired, you know, grey nomads or you know families traveling and stuff like that. Like even if we got it, we wouldn't sell much of it. Because the price we'd have to put on it to break even would be a lot higher than what we can do. We can do tomahawk steaks cheaper than we could do barra. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, <laughs> and, and we do yeah. <laughs> as a result of that. So, so yeah, it's all it's just yeah. It is what it is. Unfortunately, um, you just have to come and do fishing yourself and catch your own barras when you're here. Absolutely. <laughs> Which is plenty of them now because there's no commercial guys here too. So, <laughs> yeah. so win 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 win. Um, Next few days, mate. We just we just had mullet in here, and uh, we talked about what we're going to do. We might go and try and chase a barra ourselves, eh? Yeah. As we talked about that, actually, we talked about something else. So what we were talking about uh, cherub and what? Um, yeah. Yeah, a few cherub around. So yeah, like for the people that don't know, it's like freshwater prawns. Yeah, they're like yeah, they grow massive as well. Yeah, yeah, really big. Yeah, yeah, 30, 40 centimeters long. You know, a real, real good one. So apparently, there's a few around at the moment. So 
might chuck a few um, a few pots in and see if we yeah. can't get a couple. Around the reeds, I reckon. Yeah, yeah, well, right close to King Ash Bay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, my parents used to have a place on the river here. And, um, yeah, this time of year when the, when the fresh water's down, yeah, you'd, um, yeah, put the little opera house pots in. Yeah. And they would get cherubin there, yeah. Yeah, well, that's uh, some of them that big, they won't even fit through the... Well, now because the opera house pots, you've got to have uh, oh. a turtle exclusion ring so you don't catch the turtles. They have, like, a stainless steel ring in there, which is only maybe 40 mil or something across. Okay. You know, like at the entrances of yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah, so, so you don't get the little freshwater turtles and that going in there and getting stuck. Um, so, yeah, with the, with those ones, like the the cherubin, like the big cherubin can't even get into Too them. Like, that's why people use, like, the crab pots and then they put, like, a bit of mesh over the outside of the crab yeah, pot or something. Right, yeah. But, yeah, just use, like, a normal crab pot for them. So, um, yeah, we might give that a go. Um, what else we got planned, mate? Oh, you got three weeks here, so yeah, we're going to yeah. a few podcasts. We're going to actually catch up with some people in the next couple of days. Yeah. Um, might uh, We've got, got a few people planned to um, go and talk to about actually getting them on and having a chat to them, some, some interesting people from different places. So Doing a few uh, casting conversations episodes. Yeah, mate, yeah. <laughs> Bloody, um, so what else we got here, mate? Can you play that cricket sound? <laughs> Jesus. Uh, 15 minutes of this and we'll be right. <laughs> oh, so what's the what about you mate? What have uh what have you been up to? You went fishing with with Shredder and and Bullfrog. What about other than that? You've been been keeping yourself busy mate. What about like, any club stuff on the on the been happening? Yeah, but a little bit of stuff mate. Uh, not a whole lot because obviously this time of year it's pretty quiet, but um just organised a few things for Easter weekend, starting to get a few... Oh, that's only like seven weeks away or something like that, I think. Yeah, it's not. It's yeah. not far. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's the last weekend of... March. March, so yeah, what's that? Yeah, yeah, seven weeks away, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. It sneaks up on you every year. And you're going to be away for a while of it, yeah. Yeah, I'm away for the next three weeks or so. Well, I'm, no, I'm here for the next two weeks and that, well, week and a half. And then away for about three weeks. So I'll only be back for, yeah, a week, ten days before Easter. So it's going to be under the pump. But we're pretty lucky. We've got um, a compliance officer does a lot of our sponsorship, you know, organising sponsors and stuff yeah. now. So um, actually have a paid position for somebody to actually go and do that. So which is good because you really need that because it's just trying to get, get on to everyone, get back to everyone. But there's all, like, organising all the pickups of all the stuff. Actually, I need it. I haven't even spoken to you about it yet. Need to, need to organise the um, TV advert. Oh, yeah, I've done the TV so, commercial the last few years or for quite a lot of years. <laughs> so um, need to do that again and get that. Get some up. posters made. Get some, some. posters made. Um, we're still chasing up um, a boat for boat raffle. Yep. Still waiting for people to get back to Are us. Are you going to give so. that away? You're not going to give that away we, on nah, the, that nah, weekend? No, we won't, but we're hoping to have it here ready to start because... Um, ideally, it would be nice to have it here, but um, a lot of our members aren't here for Easter weekend. Well, certainly not when it's an early Easter. No, like so, this year. and it is an early Easter this year. Yeah. So um, the thought was that, well, we give us a bit of mo- bit more time to organise the right um, the right sort of boat and everything like that to give away as a raffle prize. Give it away on Territory Night, so which oh. is which is our our second biggest night of the year. Yeah, and, and that's when when we have three hundred plus members. Um, you know, yep. all in the one place. So, oh, I hope so. whoever wins it, I hope they're there. Oh. That'll be so exciting to oh, have that yeah. many people there. Oh yeah. man! So, um, 
I think, what are they? Oh, actually, we could wrap it up with a big bow on it, mate, because I think uh, the theme is uh, Christmas in July. I yeah, think I, I saw that. They, they advertised that, yeah. So, um, yeah, the uh, the girls got together and, and uh, working on that now. So, so yeah, for people that don't know, like Territory Day is, um, uh, well, Northern Territory celebrates self-government. So um, being a territory, obviously not a state. And, um, yeah, we celebrate the 1st of July. It's the only day of the year you can buy fireworks. You can actually buy fireworks and let it off yourself. Although you don't have to here because... Um, Wait a minute. I'll, I'll swap, swap you that one, eh? Oh, just try. All good, mate. <laughs> All good. But, yeah, so... Um, uh, yeah, but the club puts on a big fireworks show and stuff like that. It's a great, great night. Like, it's it's really fun. We always have the live band come yeah, and play. and family-friendly event as well. Yeah, like some, yeah. Some years you'll have bloody... 30 kids running around. Oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's no, awesome. No, it is really good fun. So, it's, yeah, school holidays as well. So, hopefully yeah. we'll have... Um, it's almost like the 4th of July. Like, they've got their independence, you know what well, I mean? Well, exactly And, and we is. do it on the 1st of July. It's the territory's so, yeah. independence day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just want no alien spaceships coming across. <laughs> Jesus. Don't remember Independence Day, the movie? Oh, that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Will Smith. Yeah, that's the one. Um, yeah, so we'll try and organise a boat and, and then we'll, we can start selling raffle tickets straight after the Easter weekend. It'd be nice to have it here to sort of advertise it yeah. and um, get things started and then um, we can start selling tickets um, yeah, directly after Easter weekend because you're allowed to sell tickets for three months. So, um, oh, yeah. so yeah, maximum three months. So sell tickets, that'll give us plenty of time to sell tickets and get that, that side of things organised and then... When we actually raffle it off, hopefully the person that wins it will be here, and yeah, gives like the actual members of the club a better, better opportunity to be here. You know, other than that, mate, I don't know what else we've been doing. We've been out of the boars a few times. Um, I think you did a little video of that. I think we might have even spoken about that previously, but we've been out there several times. Yeah, too, um, yeah, we filled the uh, the generator up yeah. with fuel, pump water. We've got some water issues at the moment with the telemetry not working, so been backwards and forwards out there a few times. So um, what? Uh, so the boards are yeah ten kilometres out from here. Mm. Like, so I think in years gone by, or lots of years ago, when they sort of this place was first established, like why why didn't they put the boards in closer? Oh, it's just where the water is. Yeah, right. So yeah. you can get water here, um, but I think that, and they did try and get water here, uh, but I think it's um, salt, a lot of salt in it. Yeah. Okay. So it's just not not good to drink. So um, so I think that's about as close as you could find good yeah. good drinking water. But that's and always a wet, like in the wet season. Like right now, when I drove th- drove in today, like that whole patch through there, that's all just full of water. Yeah. So that's obviously where. And it stays wet in there for for months and months yeah. and months, and that's obviously where the big sort of aquifer is, I suppose. Do you reckon under, that, under like, so the big water table or whatever it is, the aquifer? Do you reckon that refills? Oh, for sure. From yeah. from here, yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, I got told a story. It is a King Ash Bay story, though. So I don't know. <laughs> but I did get told told a story by. Um, an older fella um, years ago that you reckon there's a spot there where you can actually go and where the water actually runs and you can actually watch the water running straight in between the rocks and the ground and actually just oh, run, yeah. you can actually see it going straight into Gushing the ground. In. So, um, yeah, but I mean, obviously that's where the water comes from. It comes from the sky and then goes down and, yeah. and gets back down into the underground there somewhere. And there is plenty of good water out there. Um, in actual fact, if you drive down that road when it's wet or when, it's, um, when there's water over the road in that area... You, and you would have noticed it before, um, especially if the water's clear, if no one's driven through it for a bit, you can actually see all the bubbles coming up coming up through the road everywhere where the actual water's actually going back down into yeah. the into it, yeah. So it's, um, yeah, there's plenty of water out there. But, yeah, it's 10 k's out of town. So 
you've got to get it from out there to here. So we've got to pump, well, you know, the bore pumps it from there into our tanks so, here. So there's a big un Bay. underground pipe that goes all the way from out there yep. into here. And then to turn that bore on, we have, um, so we've got three out there at the moment. Uh, one of them's a run on a diesel generator. And then the other two, which we put in a couple of years ago, are solar bores. So they run on just on solar power, which are really, really good. Unfortunately, we got hit by lightning uh, late last year or early this year and um, uh, fried the inverters in the in the actual... Oh, no. Yeah, so no power to the two solars, solar ones. So we're just running off just the diesel generator, uh, diesel power bore at the moment. Um, and normally what happens is we've got a, a uh, telemetry setup, so it runs off a, um, a radio signal, and when the tank gets low here, it tells the... The little uh, transceiver oh, yeah. here. On the drive-in, you can see little, the little aerials. Little yeah. aerials on the way in, yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's what they're for. It just send, sends a signal. There's two repeaters on the way out there and just sends a signal out there and says, hey, the tank's empty, start the generator up, and then it'll tell the generator through a little computer, sort of not even a computer, very basic sort of setup. But basically it tells it that the, the tank's empty. You need to uh, get the generator going, and then it'll get the generator going, turn the power on to the bore, the bore will pump water, and then when the tank's full... The same thing, it'll hit a valve, a switch in in the tank. It'll tell the computer here to tell the board to shut down. That's normally what happens, so you don't have to go out there and do anything apart from servicing the generator or putting fuel in. And with the solar boards, you don't have to do anything because it just does itself apart from cleaning the panels every now and again. You don't have to do much at all. At the moment, we've got two solar, solar boards down and then the telemetry went down as well. So that means you can still get water, but it means you've got to drive out there and manually turn oh. them, manually turn the um, the, the generator on. At least there's not too many people here this time of year, so that's not an everyday job. That's like once every year. Well, you'd think so, but unfortunately, like this time of year, with it being wet and then dry, wet and dry, then you have w other water problems in terms of like water mains and things like that around the place, like part of our water reticulation. Obviously, we've got 100 mil pipes running everywhere. And some of it's, um, you know, fairly old stuff that's been there for a long time. So the ground moves. Obviously, it's all black soil, sandy, loamy soil and black soil and stuff around. So it moves as it gets dry and wet. And then so all of a sudden you have issues with pipes breaking. And then you say so you have one pipe breaks and then you can lose a lot of water yeah. out there. And because we've had rain and all the grass is long, you know, through the bush everywhere where the pipes run, you can't see where the water leaks are. So then you've got to, <laughs> you've got to, got to try and narrow down where the water leaks are. So... You know, we're lucky we've got, you know, William here does a great job and um, organising all that, but he has been away for a couple of weeks sorting some, some stuff out in Queensland So um, and then got stuck in Queensland with all the, the flooding over there. So, so uh, yeah, it was uh, <laughs> you and me, mate. That was, that was it, which isn't real good. <laughs> nah. Oh, we got the job done. We, we, got, we got water anyway, so that was the main thing. But, yeah, trying to... Um, Trying to find where the leak was was a bit, of, a bit of an issue. In actual yeah. fact, we still haven't found it. So, With that flooding, do you see the pictures that came out from Kainuna there with the Blue Heeler pub mm. and only the roof was was coming out? It's hard to comprehend. I've driven, like, obviously driven through there dozens of yeah. times. That's yeah, well, Kate just came back through the other day and sure, it was, it was nothing. It was all, it's all gone. Just looked normal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> more or less. Like obviously, there's water, you know, yeah. water and stuff around, but it wasn't. There's was no flooding or anything like that when, when she came through and... It was only days before that you couldn't, you know, the road was closed still. So yeah, quite interesting to see. And actually, she came up the um, the uh, tablelands where where we talked about in a couple of episodes ago about yeah. the potholes and stuff in there. She, she said there's a couple of different crews on there now working on that. 
oh, fixing good. all those potholes and stuff up. Yeah, pothole breeding season. Yeah, yeah. that's it. <laughs> um, actually, William came back, but he went the long way around. So he went from across the Barkley over to three, three ways, ways and, and then up, up to Daly Waters. Waters and then in. And uh, he said the same thing. He said, oh, no, it's too, many, too rough, too many potholes. I said, oh, mate, I think they've got crews on there fixing all their potholes <laughs> at the moment. So, so no, cheering, it wasn't too bad. Certainly um, better than what it was, I think, when you came through the other week yeah. anyway. Yeah, well, my drive today, so I, I, I only came halfway today. I left Darwin yesterday, drove down to, um, da- um, yeah, Daly Waters Highway and I stayed there. Mm-hmm. And then it bucketed down all night last night, like yeah. solid heavy rain. And as a result, when I went to turn onto the Carpentaria Highway this morning and drive down, big road closed signs <laughs> and guys there with their lights on and that saying <laughs> road closed. No, but I had a good chat to them and they said, oh, no, it's all good. Uh, um they're uh, making it full drive only, so they, yep. all they were doing was closing it to to road trains, yeah, or, tra- yep. or over four and a half ton or something like that, whatever ton it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the funny thing was, I, I, as I drove, I passed ten road trains. So I don't know. There's a bit of miscommunication somewhere, but um, yes, there's water. There's water on the road, like uh, maybe uh, the deepest was probably only, yeah, not very deep, three hundred mil, yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, so just definitely have to slow down. I had to slow down probably oh, 60 times maybe just through floodways and that. Yeah, yeah, plenty of water. Yeah. But, but yeah, we got that, a storm it, last night. Yeah. And, um, but not, not nothing like that though. Not not inches of rain. It was, yeah, yeah. we might have got 10, 15 mil or something maybe max. Yeah. But it's been like that sort of every day. The storm builds up and it's right here, right on us and then all of a sudden just dissipates and disappears, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, all that rain that, Looked like we we're going to get from Queensland, stopped right next to us, and then and then <laughs> buggered off again. And yeah, that other one that came from over the west came right across and right up to us. And then you know, Daily Waters haven't got flooded. Yeah, and then Stuart Highway got cut off and all sorts of things, That's and right. they closed the road for a bit. And we got not much of it at all. So a few storms here and there. Again, we've had our average. Like we are, we are in that area where you know we're not. Yeah, you know, not the same as Darwin where we don't get the full monsoon. You know, we, yeah. we catch the edge of it when there's a low-pressure system comes through, then we get it. But, yeah, unfortunately, we just haven't haven't been right under it just yet. But there's still plenty of time, you know. February is our, our wettest month and we still get rain up until April at least. So, yeah. so, um, so no, there's still plenty of time for it. Hopefully we get some good rain. I know we're forecast uh, rain for the next week or so. So hopefully, um, you know, hopefully it comes to fruition and we get a bit. Because as we spoke about, we need that rain for for the crabs and yeah. fish and everything everything else. So yeah, it hasn't been poor. It hasn't been a poor wet season as yet. Like if we didn't get any more rain, it would be a poor wet season. But so yeah. there's still plenty of time. Yeah, still plenty of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we don't usually start getting rain until Christmas. So I mean, we're you know Christmas wasn't that long ago. Yeah, so we've only done five six weeks since then. So yeah, still plenty of time for for some rain. Hopefully, it happens sooner rather than later. But it is forecast to happen. So and there's big storms outside at the moment. So all yeah. around us. So yeah. So no, it's all right. We'll see what happens. Do you want me? Do you want me to tell you about my PB Dewey? Oh, tell me about it, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Again. <laughs> oh no, we touched on it before, but um, yeah. So went out fishing. My idea was to do a catch and cook episode. Yeah. Uh, so I bought the like the, the burner out and all the ingredients and and stuff like that. And then yeah, so I went and oh, so I forgot the um, the servo was open. Well, at this time of year, the servo's open one hour a day. Yeah. 
um, and I had a list of things to buy at the servo, and of course I forgot to buy a bait. Because if you fish, if you're fishing outside, like I, like if I was fishing for barra, I'd throw the cast net and get some get some liveys. Liveys, yeah. But so if you're fishing sort of outside around the islands for goldies and stuff, yeah, just use squid, just buy some squid. Um, so I went and bought, uh, yeah. Well, I intended to buy some squid. It, uh, yeah, I forgot. So I got halfway down the river, and I thought, you know, I, I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, um, yeah, cast the net. For, and take take some mullet out with me. So I did. I worked fairly hard for the bait, um, but they were the mullet were small, two and a half inches <laughs> long. But they were not not <laughs> sizable mullet. But still, I wasn't sort of put off by it. I was optimistic. I thought that'll be perfect for a golden snapper. Yep. We get out there to Crocodile Point. Um, I threw the anchor out, maybe four meters of water. Um, yeah, put a, a tiny little mullet on, big hook through it. And yeah, throw it out, and within oh, three or four minutes, yeah, bang. it's just bang. And yeah, it was almost second. Uh, so I think it was maybe my third bait that I was on in, in that short amount of time. My third bait, um, and yeah, pretty much as soon as it hit the bottom, off, off it goes, and it, it ran so fast. And at Crocodile Point, usually if something's running fast, it's usually a shark. Mm. So I, I wasn't very excited at first. <laughs> Until I got a glimpse of it, it took uh, took a while. Like it, it kept running and running and running. And uh, once I got a glimpse of it, I I, I was pretty excited. excited. I carried, my my voice went up four octaves and uh, <laughs> yeah. pants came off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, got it in the net. And yeah, it's it's difficult being like I'm six foot three and 150, 60, 160 plus kilos maybe. And uh, yeah. It, I don't look very like when I hold up a fish. It it doesn't, it, doesn't do it justice. Yeah, it's it's disappointing. Like, like if you hold it, if the young boy held it up, it would be. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the fish would be bloody as tall as him. Oh not. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. But, but yeah, look look huge. Yeah, it look enormous. Yeah. So me holding it doesn't look as impressive, but it, it was oh, I don't know fifteen kilos or more. Yeah. I don't know. It was a big fish, big big jury. Yeah. So that was awesome. But being a catch and cook episode, which was what I'd planned for, I wasn't going to take a filled off, off <laughs> this big meat of jewelry. Cooked ten I kilos. Yeah, of fish. I didn't have any like, and I got I got a little, little beer esky with me, so I got nowhere to store it. <laughs> so yeah, so I kept fishing and fishing, ended up getting catfish and sharks and that that which that sort of stuff most of the time doesn't make the video. So I probably caught ten sharks, yeah, all little bastards this long, you know, and um, yeah, then just in the dying moments, I end up yeah getting a, a decent golden snapper. I'm like, oh yes, like just such a relief. It was good. It was a good one too, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, like I've been out there with you guys. Like, cat, like they get a lot bigger. Put it that way. But yeah, it, yeah. I'm, I was very happy with it. Yeah, it was pushing up. Oh, I mean, it was high forties, mm. forty-eight centimeters or something like so that. So not good, really good eating size. Oh, it was exactly what I needed. Mm. Yeah, take took the fillets off, cooked it in a little a little light batter on the at the front of the boat, and I ate it right there and then. It was like, yeah, it had a heartbeat bloody eight minutes ago and now, now I'm eating it, you know. So you can't get fresher fish than that. It was, yeah, Did you make, make, make some wraps or something, did you? Uh, no, I literally just... just That's usually the favourite is uh, some uh, just some wraps and a bit, yeah. bit of green stuff, a bit yeah. of rabbit food and yeah. some mayo, <laughs> curry mayo. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I saw a couple of people com or, yeah, comment about the, the curry mayo. We must have mentioned it in a... Yeah, well, we mentioned because we... we First time we had it was with um, Maddie and Maeve yeah. out, of the, out of the boat. We went yeah. and caught um, Pete or someone caught a boat. I think barra, Pete, yeah. Pete got his first barra. That's right. And, uh, yeah, we filled it up straight away. And, yeah, I think, um, yeah, Maeve made up bloody, 
yeah, curry powder and mayo. And then we did um, we talked about making some barrel wraps, and I did a little. little oh uh, yes, of, yes, you did a little short video. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, we got some comments on that. People yeah. saying that they've done that, and that's their secret sauce as well. So, where's your next little short video, mate? Hey, um, that one was too. Video. That was too difficult. Probably <laughs> 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 four days of editing to do a one-minute video, was it? Or? <laughs> Pretty close to it, mate. Pretty close to it. Very close yeah. to it. Maybe you appreciate what I do now. <laughs> <laughs> <Not> really? <laughs> 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 Jesus! I'm gonna take their buttons off you so I don't know that much. <laughs> I just noticed there's a side arrow here. I think we might have more. Oh, my goodness, there is more buttons. There is more sounds. <laughs> He's been playing that for about two hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, speaking of music, mate, bloody some sad news a couple mm. of days ago uh, yesterday. Bloody, um, yeah, old Toby Keith passed away. Yeah, I knew he was crook. I mean, he had cancer for a while. but yeah. um, Only but maybe a month ago you, you showed me a picture of him. Yeah, and he, he was like gaunt. He was mm. yeah. He yeah, didn't it. look real good. And actually, I think we we talked about him. I think on uh, one of the podcasts a while back, or we got a we got a song recommendation from someone. I think about about Toby Keith. Yeah, I'm pretty sure somebody gave us a song recommendation of uh, "Don't Let the Old Man In," oh. which is a song that he he wrote after talking to Clint Eastwood. Um, um. You know, I don't know, the conversation went along the lines of he was talking to Clint Eastwood about, um, you know, oh, what are you going to do today on your birthday? And it's his 200th birthday yeah. or whatever. And he goes, oh, no, I'm going to go out and shoot a movie, you know, or keep active and get out there and get amongst yeah. it and try not to let the old man in. And then so Toby Keith wrote a song, Don't Let the Old Man In, and then uh, he ended up using that in a in the movie The Mule. Yeah. Um, where obviously he's the main character. And then um, I think he won, a, yeah, won an award for that song in that movie, so... Yeah, very sad to see him go. Um, would love to have gone and seen him. Yeah, the uh, live song. He had a lot of great songs. So um, yeah, my my initial um, introduction to him was that uh, Red Red Solo Cup. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very popular yeah. song. Yeah, which that that will be my. So if you're new to the podcast, we we have a, a playlist on Spotify called Golf Mud Crabbers, and um, every week on the podcast we we uh, we nominate songs. And, mm-hmm. and and my song nomination this week will be Toby Keith, Red Solo Cup. Go on then. Yeah. We'll add it on there, eh? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, I'll, I'll do the same, mate. I'll do one with um, Toby Keith as well. We mate. definitely have to put that um, Don't Let the Old Man In. With yeah. it, that, if that's, if we haven't already put it on there, that, that has to go on. Yeah, for sure. We'll chuck that on. The, was you sent me? I think it might be on there already. If it's not, I'll chuck it in anyway. And then, um, yeah, I was going to chuck on um, uh, Beer for My Horses. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was tossing up between that or how do you like me now? I know he's got, he's got some. He's got uh, some beer for, mate. whiskey some... for my men, beer for my horses. Yeah, yeah. That's just that's yeah. brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So, and I think that's with um, he does that with Willie Nelson. I think. Yeah, yeah. He sings in the um, second verse or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, it's a, it's a cracker. So um, we'll chuck those ones up. Um, if um, actually, yeah, thanks everyone that's messaged in and stuff and sent in like you know ideas and everything like that um, we get a lot of recommendations for yeah, songs he- as well heaps and heaps yeah. like we, we could add a hundred songs a week yeah. if we wanted to because um, there's a lot of recommendations for that coming in and if we don't reply to you straight away or, or at all do, <laughs> play, I can assure <laughs> there's you there's a lot of messages we, we read every single message I promise so don't don't be put off if we if we don't reply to you we do try and reply to every message there's a lot though yeah there's a lot we need yeah. a full time so message right after <laughs> yeah 
Uh, between between your your videos and, and oh. my my uh, other stuff that I got going on, um, it's pretty full on. So yeah, yeah. So don't yeah don't be heartbroken if we don't um, don't get back to you straight away. If we don't hear back from us, if you if you plan a trip up to King Ash Bay and um, yeah you want to catch up with us, you know we're you know, generally hanging around the bar somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> most nights you can find us down there. <laughs> um, Make sure you come and say good day. There's been a couple of negative comments I've had where people have got have have messaged. Or commented on a video saying that like I'm an asshole or whatever, and I'm like, well, like what what what's the go? And they're like, oh well, buddy, oh well, we're down at the bar, and you, and you didn't didn't give us the time of day. I'm like, far out. I bend over backwards to try and speak to people. Like, I, like I think what people don't understand is there's there's so many people that come through. I was only talking to a fellow a couple of days ago, and um, he said, oh you remember this bloke? He was here. He would have been here last year. You met him last year. You had a beer with him. I'm like, mate, I have. About four million beers with eight million people. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, per year, um, I would love to remember every single conversation I had with somebody, but unfortunately, I just, just yeah, it's yeah. not not possible. And yeah. Especially when you get um, groups of guys, like you get a group of guys on the houseboat, or you know whatever, and they're you know you got ten or twelve or fourteen, fifteen of them or something like that, and you're having beers with them one night, and then you see them six years later. They remember they remember the beers they had with you at the bar because it's the one trip they did in yeah. five years. Whereas that that was a Tuesday for us. <laughs> so so yeah. it's, re- it's really hard to remember everyone. So yeah, don't like yeah, don't think we're being rude or, yeah. or anything. So don't be shy. Come up and say good day to us. Um, yeah, we're more than happy to say good day and talk mm. about fishing and t- find out where you're from and see wh- where you want to go fishing and that. We can try yeah. and give you as much advice as we can on on what's been going on around the area at the time and. Um, you know, yeah. If you got got some cool yarns, bloody uh, hit us up, mate. We'll get the recorder out and we'll have a, have a chat to you. And and um, but once the season starts off, I suppose that's something we we need to sort of work on as well as um, once we start getting big groups of people and stuff coming through and, and fishermen and stuff with fishing reports and that sort of thing. We could probably try and do it like a a weekly update or something like that. If we speaking to someone down the pub and they've done good, they've caught a few barrels or threadies or whatever, oh, and they want to have yeah. a chat, we could do a, do a quick. Thirty second interview or something like that, and then chuck it into the into the podcast. Keep it, you know, up to date, so it's um, yeah. you know, so it's relevant and um, like yeah, a little we, little segment in each one for like a fishing report almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like see it. what's going on. I like it. So, because um, that's the sort of stuff we talk about with everyone, everyone at the pub anyway. So, yeah. um, but it's it it would be nice for people that are looking at coming up or are planning, you know, that they're, they're coming up in a month time or whatever like that. It'd be nice to be able to get a bit of uh, insight into what's what's going on around the place. So. Yeah. Yeah, keep everyone up to date. That's the plan. And if you've got any other ideas for things that you want us to bloody talk about or, you know, look into or anything like that, you know, again, send us a message or comment. Got any cool yarns, you can record a yarn and email it to us as well. Yeah. If you've on, you know, you got your iPhone or whatever like that, you could record a yarn and send it in. Yeah. Any cool sound effects I can add, you can uh, you can <laughs> send to me. <laughs> God. Uh, we're going to tape up that side of the, <laughs> that side of the mix. We've done this, and obviously got headphones and stuff now, so we can try and keep the audio a bit better. Like it's it's been good, and we're slowly getting yeah getting a little bit better with with stuff. But um, obviously, all this stuff costs money, and like we were only going through it with mullet earlier when um, we pulled in and said, "G'day," you know, geez, if you added it all up, we probably got ten grand worth of stuff here. Yeah. So um, yeah, we've slowly slowly um, as we've saved a few dollars to. Try and, try and put into stuff so um, try and make it a little bit better yeah. um, 
Well, it certainly sounds good through the headphones anyway. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you did press record, eh, when we started? I did. Well, it's a <laughs> challenge now, so I've got, to, I've got to press record on the camera and on here, and then in editing afterwards I've got to sync them up. Yeah. Which should be fairly simple, but just uh, hope it all works. It's recording onto a little micro SD card in here. Yeah, so the audio is a standalone thing and the and the video is a standalone thing now. We're, well, this is good. At least we can hear in um, stereo now. Like, like before, we, we did it, we've had headphones and stuff for a while, but um, we could only hear it. One, you're in the left ear and wasn't the right. <laughs> yeah. something, something, it was frustrating. That was going on. So, so now we've got that now. So um, hopefully just try and improve things a little bit more. Um, and we'll you know, continue to do that as we go. Again, we're going to try and get something set up where we've got a proper proper thing set up. I know a lot of comments of like we need a backdrop or something like that. Um, we'll get that sorted. Yeah. It, you know, it won't be too far away. Once the season kicks off and we get into it, we'll we'll get something done up. Mike, you'll get something drawn up. So uh, so there's something to look at other than us and curtains. <laughs> <laughs> if you are watching it on YouTube, that is, I think. Um, YouTube's going really, really good. Yeah. Um, uh, qu- quite a few on Spotify as well. Few on Apple. Um, I think Apple's our third biggest. Yeah. So third biggest. Apple, Apple podcast. Yeah, and Spotify second, and yeah, yeah. YouTube's probably the biggest at the moment. Yeah, which is good. It's good. I didn't think there'd be that many people want to actually uh, turn it on and actually watch it on their telly, mate, or on, <laughs> on their phone. So, um, although having said that, if I'm at home doing something like you know, even just doing something silly like doing the dishes or. Sweeping the floor or something like that. I always just jump on YouTube. And you put don't do the dishes or sweep oh, well, I've the floor. Well, no, I've had no choice. Kate's been away for six weeks, mate. I'm <laughs> doing everything myself. So, uh, so uh, no, it's uh, no, yeah, it's good there. Uh, Kate's got home now, so I uh, don't have to worry about doing any uh, cleaning anymore. <laughs> she she doesn't listen to these, mate. Don't worry. About it. Oh, crazy. All right. Well, next episode, I hope we're we're talking about all the fish we caught in a in an epic fishing trip that we've got that we go on yep. in the next few days. That's the plan. Yeah. Well, what's this one? This is number ten. This is the first yeah. time we just yeah. Yep. Number this ten, is, mate. This is ten, mate. Woo. Oh, Flying yeah. along. Can't believe we got past one. <laughs> no. So yeah, we're gonna we're gonna do some stuff with. Um, I think Mullet's keen to go do something. He's bored at home. So yeah. Um. Mullet, you- Mullet with not much to do is a bit of a worry. So we better. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to keep him supervised. Well, he offered to cook us dinner tonight, so we might oh, go see what's on the menu. <laughs> well, wallaby or something. <laughs> Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> you never know with him, mate. Uh, now we'll go and have a look. And, um, yeah, we'll do something with him the next week or so. And then, um, yeah, we'll get back to everyone. Let everyone know what we've done. We've got some people, interesting people too. We're going to have a chat to as well, hopefully, the next yep. um, few weeks. So, and we've got the stuff to do it now. We've actually got some couple more microphones and yep. some stands and... Um, you know, we've got the mixing desk so we can actually have multiple microphones going and, and do it a little bit better. So hopefully try and, yeah, keep the, get the quality where it needs to be. What do you reckon, mate? Let's shut it down, Russ. Go on, then. Oh, oh look at that. Oh, yeah. Guides in the Gulf. <laughs>